welcome back to Chunky Glasses of the Podcast. This is episode number 99. I am your host, Kevin, as usual. Um, this episode, I'm going to keep this into a really brief. Uh, we're talking about the Little Punch Brothers, which is one of my favorites. Uh, they uh, have a new album coming out, The Phosphorescent Blues. It'll be out today if you're listening to it on Tuesday, actually. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of Natalie Prass. Been hearing a little noise coming out about her. From the Richmond area, Space Bomb Studios, the good gentleman down there. Um, for this one, I invited Adam back as usual. Carrie decided to show up for her first appearance on, uh, of 2015 on the podcast. And Jared Nicolay, who is uh, one half, if you, if you listen to the podcast in the past like month or two ago, one half of the stellar musical duo Astrovia. After that podcast, uh, we talked a lot about uh, the podcast in general. And he said, hey, you know, I think it'd be really fun if I came back on talked about some albums with you guys and i said hey uh that actually sounds like a really good idea jared so we finally were able to make it work and uh so here he is so that is what's going to be coming up here in one second uh so without further ado uh here you go this is episode number 99 of chunky glasses the podcast reviewing the punch brothers the phosphorescent blues it happens here and it finishes here two men enter one man Back to the basement, uh, Adam. Yeah. Carrie. Hello, First I'm of back. 2015. That's right. Jarrett, Nick. Uh, I'm not going to say your last name because I mispronounce it. Uh, it's okay. Nikolai. Yes. Okay. Correct. One half of Astrovia. I'm the Via. Yeah. In Astrovia. <laughs> yeah. We are. We are uh, this week it's going to be narcissism. The podcast. We're reviewing your album, so it's going to be awesome. serious. No. No. Oh. <laughs> Surprise. I thought I'd have to leave. That would yeah. be amazing. Um, this is episode number 99. And we still Ooh. haven't. Mm. Yeah. Are you on the permanent ninety nine? Is it like? It might be. Is this the third anniversary of your twenty first birthday? That kind of no, thing. No, 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 no. This is this, this is, is actually quite literally the ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. I knew because I knew you were approaching one hundred. I had some ideas, but what I'm do you, about? Do you have a stretch goal for when you get to a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> We've been looking at too much like Kickstarter and exploding kittens and <laughs> That's whatnot. Exactly right. Um, I do. Uh, I have something in mind. That what I'm about to say, uh, share which. Honestly, might get it out. Uh, Ari and I found a hole in the internet last night, which doesn't happen often. A thing that literally does not exist on the internet. Um, but we were like looking around and talking about what we might do for the hundredth uh, episode, and found out that the Twitter handle "All Dongs Considered" is not taken. All right, so, dude, you got it. You, you, you know you're you're getting that before yeah. you put this out. Yes, absolutely. Well, Dario's okay. like, get that, be a millionaire. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but the fact that that is not, I, I don't even, I don't even know how that happens. That could be like the rate my poo. Yeah. Blog. <laughs> Sorry. The what? Jared, well, Jared, Jared founded that actually. I did. Yeah. 
Sorry. All right. <laughs> it's like a hangover <laughs> after after a value meal at KFC. All right. <laughs> I actually want to hear more about that. Hashtag. I really so can put it in the show notes. Yeah, not, not to. Maybe that's the 100th um, episode. <laughs> RateMyPoo.com. So, yeah, nobody, uh, if you're hearing this, is too late. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be taken. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I just want All everybody to know considered. that me and my lady we thought of it first. <laughs> Very good, man. Because that's how we spend our time. So that's good. <laughs> that's the poor man's copyright. Breaking mm-hmm. the yeah. internet. You podcasted. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. No, it'll be up. It'll be up. Uh, but at, at any rate, um, this week we're going to be talking about a new album from. Uh, I don't know what do you even call them. These bluegrass. Uh, Alternative, fucking classical. I like think I, I they have, even, they have all those elements. All those elements. Uh, Punch Brothers, who uh, I am a fan of. I, uh, we were talking beforehand. I think Carrie, you were a fan of. You might not be a fan of this. I'm one. still a fan, just maybe not this album. Uh, uh, but a couple things before we get to that. Uh, Bjork, Bjork, Bjork dropped an album uh, this week, and this actually made me uh, very happy. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Bjork, surprisingly, but. She did it because it leaked, and she was like, oh, well, fuck y'all. Right. It's out. Right. Uh, which I think is is such a good, like, y- y- we've had surprise albums come out and just drop, like the D'Angelo album, actually. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, out of nowhere and stuff, and it gets into, like, why do release dates matter? Why didn't, like, this, we had, it, it's done, we're sitting on it. Like, I mean, maybe, Jared, you could speak to this. Like, did you guys have a strategy for the Astrovia EP or just like, yeah? Well, I think a lot of it is like the, all the, well, it's a complicated question, obviously. Yeah. But the the whole thing about Tuesdays, you know, like why is why right. is Tuesday the day that records come out? And there's, you know. Well, I know the answer to that. Is it the shipping answer? It is the shipping. Because you couldn't Tru- ship on Trucks Sundays. come in on Sunday. You have two days to get the product out on the floor. So, yeah, so that makes sense. That may, well, that made sense. Yeah, it made in sense. In the digital in economy, that doesn't 20 make years sense. ago, yeah. I think the leak, to me, if personally, I think the whole leak thing is just the new, like, cool way to release your record. I don't think it's anything accidental yeah. on, I mean, you know, I don't think Bjork really didn't mean Oh, you think or, so? This is like... Yeah, I think it's complete... Well, what about the Madonna theater? So Mad- Same thing, because her music now yeah, is Yeah, but, they, but they've arrested somebody in that. I, what if that's part of it? I mean, I mean, what if it's... I don't know. Not to be like crazy yeah, conspiracy, conspiracy theory, but yeah. like, why not? Like, there's crazy... Like in the well, 80s... I mean, everything sure is manufactured, and everything about Madonna is certainly mm-hmm. manufactured, so why I think, not? I, actually, the most interesting thing about that Madonna album was that it got leaked early, you know? Have you heard those songs? <laughs> like, it's... It is... It's fucking I, I, trifling. Can I say it's awful? It's, it's fucking trifling. It's yeah. like, and I like Madonna. No, yeah, I was, <laughs> can, can we admit to, like, I, we're all of the age in yeah. the 80s. Oh, Madonna no, she, was the shit. She was the, yeah. yeah. And, she, and she's like, you know, it's the lifetime achievement thing. It's like, I'm not going to detract, but like, just stop making music, Madonna. Come on. Like, yeah. She's, she's got some pretty big laurels to coast on. I recommend she starts, you know? Yeah. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy fun. it. Go to the beach. Exactly. She's got nothing to worry about. So, like, anything she does from now on is only just going to kind of ruin her. Like, it's not like, getting better. Yeah, it's like Clint East, seeing Clint Eastwood at the RNC talking to that fucking chair. That's not. Yeah. That's not. How, <laughs> although, that's not how that's I want to remember Clint. That's not the last image you wanted. Wait, 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 are we know? talking reunion legacy albums like Sleater Kenny? I, I don't know. No, maybe, no, maybe. too soon. Man. Too, soon. <laughs> too soon. But Bjork, I, I'm actually a big fan of Bjork, and I'm. I'm I, I, are you? Yeah, I am. I, I want to clarify. I'm not a fan of the Sugar Cubes. Um, oh, interested. This, no, because like, this, like the sugar cubes would drive me nuts because like uh, 
fucking Iceland rappy, rappy guy would come mm-hmm. in and be like, I am rapping now and I am from Iceland. And it was fucking terrible. <laughs> See the Fred Snyder. I yeah. loved yeah. that in 1987. No, he was like the so Iceland. Much. He was like oh Iceland's. My, God. Iceland's my side ponytail and I. Yeah, but he was like uh, Iceland's Fred Schneider. With an umlaut. Yeah. 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 But that's probably culturally I mean, enough. Fred Schneider's bad enough. Iceland's Fred Schneider is is fucking Ooh. even worse. Right. We should have <laughs> just exported. But no, Fred Bjork Schneider. Bjork is great, man. You know, she I think she does like really amazing stuff. I, and, uh, yeah, I actually um, enjoy the album. She's got a great voice, and I think she overdoes it a little bit on the I am I am the elfin princess, and I do weird. You know, she overdoes it a little on that. But if you can avoid like the uh, that and just kind of focus on the music that she's putting out. Yeah, it's all really good and really compelling stuff. I, I'm, I'm there, right. there was a show on MTV that they did a bunch of sketches, and one of the funniest sketches I ever saw was uh, they recorded different sounds, and it was Bjork, Bork, or Pork, and you had, <laughs> <laughs> and you had to guess whether the squeal came from Robert Bork. Does the anybody Supreme know Court that? Nominee. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or Bjork, or Pig. Right. It was ridiculously funny. Mm. Yeah, it, it was, was probably nice. always Pork. Mostly pork, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually, uh, you know, I, I would honestly say this actually might not have been like an intentional release, though, because we're seeing early in 2015 all these like tremendously hyperbolic like ramp ups with, with PR companies to this album, and that was going to be one of them for sure. Because it's been a while since she's done anything. Yeah, the fir- the fact that it, and it's I mean, and the the articles flew. Ann Powers like wrote a great article about her and about the meaning of the album or what it means to Bjork. Uh, but uh, the fact that it just sort of popped out there and it was like, yeah, check it out it if you want. To- check it out if you don't. And it's like, I listened to it and not being a fan, I was sort of like, yeah. Was it free? Or was it like, check it out and pay for it? Just check it out and pay for it. How did she sell it? Like just on iTunes? or Yeah. Yeah, the leak happened, and it was on iTunes like the next day. Like, fuck she it. Was like, okay. Well, she was just being proactive you can about it. it. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So buy it, which is like, God, it almost feels like it, – it feels like record albums are going to have to be like – or even singles, they're going to have to be like treated like nuclear launch codes, you know, until they're ready to go. Well, they already are. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Triple watermarked advanced copy <laughs> coming in your face. But honestly, what what happens if um, one of the watermarked versions gets out? What does that company do? I mean, what recourse I, do they have? Because uh, I know a lot of stuff comes watermarked and nobody, nobody in this room ever shares mm-hmm. it. But I know that that is something that does happen. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't watermark it. What are, what are the consequences of it? I mean, the consequences are you, you can be sued, um, especially if the album isn't out yet. Mm-hmm. The cons- Weirdly, I think the consequences get a little fuzzier if the album's out. Right. Uh, because then it just gets into straight up copyright infringement. Uh, and, uh, and well, we, I was going to say that's for another podcast, but we've actually done that podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if it's in advance, then... Uh, you're crossing a line. It's like somebody who owns this property has planned it to be out here. And so right. uh, as far as action taken against it, I, I don't know. I mean, if you look on a torrent site, as soon as uh, I'll take the pond album, for example, right. mm-hmm. uh, I got the advantage for that. And uh, I think 30 minutes after I got it, mm-hmm. I saw it up on a torrent site. Wow. So it went to somebody right. who was like, I'm a reviewer. Right. And send me all this stuff. And, uh, what what it probably was, was they sent it to a reviewer and the reviewer sent it to one of their friends saying, don't share this, man. And then that friend immediately put it on a torrent site. Yeah. And that's why those individual watermarks matter. I'm just wasn't sure if there's some sort of like draconian thing that they automatically can say, if you do this, you will owe us $10,000. I mean, as an attorney, I would say 
you can't prove damages, but that's say. so damn boring that I'm not even going to go down that, that path. I didn't know if there was some it's sort a of... good uh, morally cl- question. <laughs> yes, it is. And that's why... Every, you get, that's the sound of a thousand radios turning off right now. Yeah. Um, but that's why I was wondering whether there's some other written written contract that you have. If I get this, I promise yeah. I won't share it or else I, I won't mean, pay the, you this. It's a, it's a, actually, it's a very short term to service. might post one in the uh, show notes. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it says all these things that can happen to you. Right. Uh, and there are various like if you're dealing with Sony, if you're dealing with a bigger label, that's fine. If you're mm-hmm. dealing with some people, they're like, "Here's a Dropbox." I don't know how Dropbox works really, but <laughs> I, 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 I'm just sending it to you. And you know, those <laughs> please are, don't share this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think those are those are too much. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's actually a good question. But Adam, you were talking about a thing that has been uh, in the press with how she makes the album. Yeah, well, there was a really. Uh, there was a pretty interesting thing about it because, um, you know, I, I'm a Bjork fan, believe it or not. And again, like I said, I'm not a fan of her whole kind of kooky elf persona. You don't celebrate her entire catalog? I don't, no. But um, <laughs> the the point was, was that uh, she she worked really hard on the album She and she collaborated with other people. And so far, like, apparently a lot of the press involving this album involves like, you know, the assumption is that all these people kind of just like here, little girl, let me make this album yeah. for you. You know, mm-hmm. like in other words, doing what Madonna does because Madonna, I don't think Madonna's ever made a fucking album. Madonna's hooked up with amazing producers time after time, after time, after time, you know, Jelly Bean Menina. Maybe and, we don't know. No, I, I can't imagine. Probably Madonna. more as it evolved. Yeah. Know, yeah. But, but, um, you'd like to think she was involved in but the early B- Bjork stuff. is really, really hands on, you know? Um, but everyone is focusing on, on, uh, everyone is focusing on on the sort of people who collaborated with her, and they're sort of shoveling all manner of credit onto those onto those guys. And Bjork's point was, okay, when Kanye puts an album out, there are all manner yeah. of producers that come in and and help him. And she, you know, was obviously saying like, I'm not shitting on Kanye obviously she sort of was though because she but, was, she was like, well, there's no way he was there. And it's like, no, the eh, point is, the point is. At no point, whenever someone's whenever someone's reviewing, like whenever you're reading like Pitchfork or Rolling Stone, and they're yeah. reviewing a Kanye album and fap fap fapping away while they're reviewing said Kanye album, they rarely ever talk about the the uh, the producers. They rarely ever mm-hmm. talk about the you know the, the collaborators, the people who come in and help and things like that. And I thought she made a pretty interesting point, you know. Absolutely. Um, but Kanye's like, I mean, obviously he makes beats, and like, I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe she does. Maybe well, she, doesn't. she does. Her, her, That's what her, she did her herself. Assertion, That's the point. On this album, she made she made yeah. she and, made all that stuff herself. And what she, it's not just this album. Like she's actually was talking about a previous album. She's worked with the same guy, I think, for the last like two or three. Right. And like he and he's a friend of hers, and he corrects people in interviews. Be like, you do this, like no. Right. Oh, he goes this. out of his way to say, no, Bjork did this. Yeah. And they, they just sort of pat him on the head. Yeah, she did. She did, pat her yeah, on the head. She and, did get a little into like, you know, he's not even in the studio when Kanye is, is doing this stuff. And that, that's also not true. Right. But, but the point is, is well taken. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody ever, nobody ever uh, writes three to four paragraphs about um, Kanye's fucking collaborators, of which there must be many. Yeah. You know, um, but Bonnie they Bear. kind of trip over themselves to help. To, to to talk about like how um, Bjork, they kind of portray Bjork as this sort of like little girl who can't get it together yeah. uh, without her precious precious collaborators, Which and that's gross. kind of bullshit. It's not, that's it's kind not. of bullshit, you know. 
It's, it's not kind of bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. It's total bullshit. That is the very definition of bullshit. So, uh, so Bjork's album uh, Vulnerica mm-hmm. is, is that what it is? Is out there now. Uh, go get it. I, I don't know. Check we may out. we may talk about it on the podcast. I wouldn't mind but, talking about it. Okay, go get it, super fan. Have you heard the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. heard it. I like one her. song. I like we Bjork can a lot. we can fix that. I will uh, be fixed. So in 2015, we have been doing this thing where we we like to feature. Um, Tracks by artists, smaller artists, maybe, maybe bigger artists. I don't know. But right now we're doing smaller artists. Uh, last year, I found out that Richmond, uh, my old hometown, is becoming a hotbed of musical activity. Some of my favorite bands are coming from there. Uh, last week, I discovered, uh, and you might know them, Jared. Uh, do you, you know the guys in Space Bomb? I don't. It's a studio. Uh, it's uh, Matthew E. White, who apparently had a hit record and it was podcast quotes uh i didn't hear but it, it was it was the rage of the the indie rock world uh essentially and adam can speak to this like 10 years ago what 15 15 years ago now there was a huge like groundswell of all these vcu jazz kids mm-hmm. who are like excellent musicians but they're like we can't just go play jazz right and so they did stuff like there was a band called devil's workshop uh, led by steve norfleet uh and uh, Brian Caputo played with them sometimes and stuff. And we'd take take the stuff and heavy, heavy instrumentation and turn it into, like, pop music. Or cover, like, Nirvana or Radiohead and stuff. In and that have, vein. Yeah, and you'd have, like, a 30-piece, like, orchestra uh, doing this stuff. So all those guys have, have, have obviously, like, grown up. And the, and the program continues to push people out. But some of these people are, are connected with Space Bomb so, because it is a vibrant jazz scene. If you play... Saxophone, you know, jazz drums, whatever you're, you're into. Yet there are not a hundred hundred jazz clubs down in Richmond. Virginia. Yet there are not. So, so they so they're guys be- who know how to play and they have nowhere to actually yeah, yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So, and and so this guy uh, Matthew White was uh, one of the people who's hanging around and uh, said, "Hey, I got an attic in the West End. I want to I want to start a studio." He did, and they're starting to get like this recognition of it's. Uh, uh, people are trying to say it's not retro. I think it is. I think it is. There, there's a little bit retro to it uh the daptones certainly got there first i mean this is in in that vein uh but it, it as being from there i can hear something in it that is like feels like richmond uh but this week i think they released their first that wasn't matthew e white um with natalie press so nashville singer songwriter uh originally from virginia beach i believe as was matthew white uh, moved back to Richmond and uh, recorded an album with them a couple of years ago. So I wanted to play a song by her and see what you guys think. So this is off her self-titled debut. Uh, this is out on Tuesday, which will be... Of course it's on Tuesday. Yeah, mm. which will be released. Cause, it's because of the shipping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, her name again? Sorry. Natalie Press. Natalie Press, okay. So uh, this is uh, Why Don't You Believe in Me off her self-titled debut.
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's Natalie Press. Why don't you believe me? That was uh, featured as best new music on Pitchfork. Uh, how does that make you guys feel? Best new music of of like the week or I the, the year. Week of the day. Or, I don't know how they do it. I don't read Pitchfork. I really enjoy it. I'll tell you. I enjoyed the. Uh, I enjoyed the band. Yeah. I enjoyed the production. I think those guys know what they're doing. Um, I think she's going to have a hard time of it going out to sing live. Except she's opening for Ryan Adams, so she's not going to have a hard time. No, but here, okay, here's here's the thing. Here's what drives me a little nuts about this girl is that um, it's one thing to be kind of like soft and svelte and cutie pie, like in the beginning oh, of the she's song. Svelte and cutie pie? Yeah. In the beginning of the song, but... She, that's like the only gear that she has. That's like the only gear this girl has. Um, I, I would say, uh, keep like name dropping like bigger artists. So, a little background: she she is currently a background singer for uh, Jenny Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very Jenny Lewis like yeah. that, that's, that's 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 early Rilo Kylie. Like yes. that's the thing. But Jenny Lewis has some weird gravitas that she brings to it that uh, that's why people really like Jenny Lewis. Right. Um, How old is this girl? Uh, 28. So she's like not like, you know. She's, she's been, been around the block. Yeah, yeah she's, she's been like around. She's, I don't know. I, you said she's out of Nashville? She was out of Nashville and then uh, she's probably sort been of gave up on was, Nashville. So she's probably been singing since she was 12. So yeah. I, 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 well, no, she, I think the, she's from Virginia Beach. Okay. Like, well, I, you, I agree with the one gear. Um, it sounds like, as long as she's not being auto-tuned, like she's got a really great quality uh-huh. to her voice. I wish she would open up and stop singing with the nasal, because uh-huh. I think that that song is fantastic, and the arrangement's beautiful. It's very, very catchy, yeah. and you want to listen to it again and again and eat some brunch. But the uh, <laughs> it is some brunch music. It is some brunch. It is brunch yeah. music, but in like the best local cafe right. of like a small town. Like yeah. that's, that would really be like good post eggs. Really, exactly. really great that post eggs at some place in in, uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. Mimosa was perfect. Lots of hollandaise. Yeah, but, exactly. but I think if her, if her voice had more strength to it, that song would actually be powerful. Versus yeah. now, it's just background brunch. It almost the song like, could be quite good. I, I'm wondering about her voice has strength, but it feels like the maybe whoever was producing this was just like. Well, that, that gives him a space bump. He probably didn't yeah, want to, like, bumps. adjust the compression settings. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep I it mean, it just, it just seems like... We should qualify here. Jared is a producer, so... Yeah, but no, that's the thing. It's a, it's a solid song. It's a very solid arrangement. It's very likable. It's a genre that definitely continues to come back and back and back. Mm-hmm. And it just... It's got a lot of potential, but it doesn't sound like it's ready to be released that's yet. That's the thing, Kevin. You played me another track off this I earlier. did. And, like, I had the same problem. And it, she kind of kept that, that same low gear yeah. happening on her voice. It's even, like a Nora Jones. Yeah, you know, even, even like, when the she's not Nora Jones. But again, I'm not saying that, that, but like but I'm thing. saying as as like a gear. We're, yeah, talk, we're talking but, about this impossible, imperceptible thing that like some people like Nora Jones, like Jenny Lewis. Can that's get what I was getting ready to say. And, like and, Nora and, Jones also has that thing like Jenny and, Lewis. Where when, and she just, plays the piano beautifully. Well, and yeah, she, like, and she, you know, uh, if you listen to the whole album, she does open up a little bit. It, it is. A, mm-hmm. It gets honestly the last track on the album. Uh, I really like. Uh, it's it's almost it should be from a musical, mm-hmm. um, but that's when she opens up her voice and it's like whoa. Well, where did that come? From? That she should she should be doing that a little more liberally. Yeah. she's being way too conservative. I thought the anti production was cool though. It was like almost like uh, like let's not have it sound like this was touched at all. You know, yeah. it just it was I don't very think dry. It was. And like I was saying, it was it was like re- I, and I think that's refreshing. You know, yeah. that's hard to make something sound listenable and not. 
produced, you know, like yeah. in quotes produced, but like it, they did, I think they did a great job well, of having it sound like natural, but not, you know, rough mm-hmm. or, or not done. The, the theory of space bomb, as I understand it from what I've read. Uh, and again, I just <clears throat> like full mission found out about this collective last week, uh, is, is that there are, pursuing that sound of a time when you had a house band and you had this thing and everybody did everything like and, muscle and shoals they, and, and they hit factory and stuff we got like studio, yeah, yeah. studio musicians that just come in and know and, and the wrecking what crew. they're doing yeah yeah exactly um and so that that's probably what you're hearing they're like definitely and they know. don't need to do the, the bells and whistles don't need to come out no they know exactly what they're doing definitely but again her voice uh, she just it was a little too cutie pie, and and like there, I didn't hear. I heard a lot of like command of tone and everything, but I didn't hear a lot of yeah. strength in it. And if if she's holding back, um, because that's kind of the way that production like wants her to do that, then okay. But I don't know. I'd, I'd rather. I'd, I'd like to hear her open up some. Yeah. And so, I, I so, didn't hear her do that. So is it safe to say for the rest of the world on Tuesday, this is going to be like the big. Pitchfork album. That's going to be the big yeah, brunch album the for us. Good, but <laughs> it, it's disappointing because it could dot, be. Dot, dot. It's yeah. good, but it could yeah. be much, much better because like, it sounds our, like, our ears are perked up yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Her? And, the, and Space yeah. Bomb is awesome. That's a, a fantastic name. It is. It is That's half the name. battle. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, the production was great. I uh, dug the band. I dug the way the band did it. But uh, I just, I'd like to hear more out of this girl than what they're having her do. Well, maybe yeah. after she hears you say that, she's going to get really angry. <laughs> Take a greyhound up. And then, that's why we have Adam. Oh, and then the she'll sing like she'll, she'll be so like. This song's called "Fuck You, Dawson." Yeah, fuck Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck Adam. Fuck Adam. Oh, man, we're going down that hole. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I just want to play you guys for that. Okay. I played. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, play that for you guys and uh, get your thoughts. I'm still wrapping my head around it, so uh, hopefully we may uh, talk about it later. Word. Right now. Uh, how about some Punch Brothers? Alrighty.
right. So uh, that, that's the first single from the Punch Brothers. Uh, this is actually their fourth official album, I believe. Uh, they have had, let's see, Punch in 2008, Antifogmatic, Who's Feeling Young Now in 2012, which was one of my favorite albums in 2012. Uh, they put it on an EP in 2012 as well, called Ahoy. If you want to count uh, what started this whole thing off, How to Grow a Woman from the Ground, which was uh, Thiele solo after Nickel Creek broke up, uh, but it featured most of these guys. Uh, yeah, that makes about five. Did they break up or were they on hiatus? They're on hiatus. Yeah, they said they broke up and then they got and then but they were still writing and then but then it's yeah it's complicated it's complicated, it's complicated. that song is Jewel that is is uh, falls into their their bluegrass indie bluegrass I think thing Jared you were saying you sort of like that song yeah mm-hmm. I mean I I was unawares of that there was even a single off this record and that to mm-hmm. me was the first song like mm-hmm. just as it stood out at a casual listen that was like. You know, instantly made sense and instantly I wanted to hear again. Yeah. I mean, these guys uh, are taking what is uh, Americana, like the Mumfordization of stuff. Like Americana, Americana <laughs> yeah. got big. Um, but these guys uh, certainly rode the back end of that wave in, even though they didn't need to. I mean, you've got Chris Thiele from Nickel Creek, like we said, uh, Gabe Witcher, uh, Noam Pakelney on banjo. Uh, Chris Eldridge, who actually uh, put out an album I really liked last year with uh, Julian Lage. I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, he, he's a guitar player. He's a jazz guitar player. He plays with uh, Nels Klein a lot. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, they, they put out an album. Uh, I think it was called Two Rooms. <clears throat> um, and uh, Paul Cowart on bass. And, you know, they have, to my mind at least, over the course of a few albums, sort of subverted this Americana and, and aimed your focus in a different direction. Um, it has never been. It's bluegrass instrumentation, but not necessarily bluegrass. Correct. Yeah. It's almost like a bluegrass mixtape of other genres. Well, like they're like, and and that's a lot of what we're going to talk about. There was on the last album they did a Kid A cover. They covered actually the yeah. title track Kid A. They, was, they are big radio hands. They do a radio bunch head of fans. Yeah, they do a bunch of interesting yeah. things. Or they'll throw a classical. They did a couple classical covers yeah, on this one Debussy. as well. Debussy. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Debussy. You mean Debussy. Debussy. You're talking about Debussy. Gary Debussy? Now. Gary Debussy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's starting early. Well, yeah. that, that devolved quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, over the course of their career, they have found... I mean, if, if you listen to Punch in 2008, there's a suite. There's essentially a classical suite in the middle of that that's about Chris Thiele's divorce. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's on that. It's in the liner. It's that's what it's about. <laughs> he was straight up wrote this, this. This is a song about my divorce. My divorce yeah. is sweet. <laughs> um, Damn. Uh, and and at that point, they were out there. Nobody who is like uh, just a big fan. Like uh, who's who's the who's the one that Aubrey likes? Old Grow Medicine Show. Good good musicians in their own right. Right. But but like nobody is just a fan of like sort of more generic Right. You know, bluegrass, jamgrass. Grass. Yeah. Uh it's gonna like and but over their career they have, have slowly come to the pop thing. <laughs> Uh, or have they? I mean, Carrie. Um, I don't know. I, I I love bluegrass, and I've never really thought of Punch Brothers as being in the Americana vein because they really did kind of hold to just because you have a banjo in your band does not make you a bluegrass band. You know, the Mumfordization of America, whatever. But Mumfordization needs to be Mumfordization needs to be in the dictionary. What is that? That is a thing. Kevin coined it years ago. Um, 
but it's, but this particular album, I just feel like okay, they're just trying to prove that they can do something, and I can't tell what. And I just found the whole album so frustrating. And there were a couple of songs that I you know found listenable. And then when I went back and listened to them individually without the entirety of the album, I'm like, I don't would, I would never listen to that again. I wouldn't listen to that a second well, time. This this album is why you should not approach a mandolin with jazz hands, because it is a mess. I will admit, uh, I will admit on that first track. Which was like 17 minutes long or something. No, it's it could have been an EP. We're play a little it's, bit. The first track could have been it an EP. It takes some balls to it's, have track number ten, one be like 17 minutes, long, minutes. But it feels like and, 17. He was doing some, like, it, I, I got to admit. Let's, let's hear that. I don't necessarily yeah. want to hear a mandolin player doing like some Eddie Van Halen shit. And he was going like, wiggly, wiggly, wiggly. I am alone on an island right now. No, but, no, man. But, I'm with but, you. Okay. I got uh, your back. Darren's with me on the island. I'll be your Wilson. So to give a little context, the first track on the album is called Familiarity. Yeah. Listen um, to the first line of that song. No, okay. the lyrics are important. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics are Let's listen to that a little bit. It's on again. You hate it, but you know it then. You know it, and so do your friends. Sing together when it's on. Pretend you love it because you love them. As you explode out of your phones, amen. To make some music of your own. Amen. Oh, you could hate it softly to yourself. Amen. 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 Amen.
That was some Emerson, Lake, and Palmer shit. That was like nine. That was like what, thirteen minutes. Maybe more Al- Alan Parsons. <laughs> but no. But here's the interesting thing. Like after after that's that's a really that's a pretty uh, you know. That's a pretty Ballsy. heavy first ball track first track. Ten minutes and twenty three seconds. But then like first right after that is, is, is Julep. Right. It, like, right after that is Julep, you know, which which is like an antidote to uh, that seventeen minute opening track. But they segue you know. nice though. Yeah, they it's do. Not, they're, they're not they bizarre together. next to each it, other. It a thing like uh, Carrie uh, we can just jump cut to the chase. Like you don't like this album. I really don't. But um <laughs> If I haven't made it clear before, I'm happy. Let, let me just clarify. I don't really, I don't really like it. That's I'm, good. I, actually. I, I'm half with now you. Now we have something to talk about. I, I'm, I'm half with you on there. Um, but what I was saying during the break is that, uh, and the reason I brought up, brought up like how they've evolved and how they've kept sneaking this stuff into, like they're in, in my mind in listening to this, like this, like I was listening to this this morning, they're very sneakily inviting people to enjoy classical music. Mm. And jazz, mm-hmm. and think more complexly about what, because the audience for this isn't just like the fucking fret nerds, right? Like the audience isn't like the audience is everybody at this point. Sure, obviously by their ticket sales. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty dollars ticket. Forty dollars on track to sell out. Three nights. Their at the third night at the yeah. nine thirty club. Jesus. Right. Um, and this album was produced by uh, T Bone Burnett. So, the, so mean, that helps. That helps. Yeah. So that so that helps. <laughs> it might explain a lot of what you what you're feeling. I, f- I think he's going to have good things in the future. That T Bone. Yeah, I heard. I heard he's good. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, he's a rising star. He's an up we should introduce him to yeah. Hundred Vision. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a good kid. <laughs> but then he would wreck that T Bone, whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. You know, but 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 seriously, like it, you have uh, you were talking about the Eddie Van Halen like. Antics there going on. That was the only. But to be fair, that was the only. That was the only Eddie Van Halen stuff I heard. Uh, right, happening. and that's Thiele's. That's his gig. He's like, hey, I can play mandolin better than all you motherfuckers. Which let is, me but, let me show you. Yeah. Plays it too. But he plays it facing the crowd, so you can actually see how he's doing it. Whoa. Unlike oh. Eddie Van Halen, who ah. yeah. <laughs> turned the back on the. Sorry, um, but, I reveal too much. There, there's a you point. With, Eddie Van Halen. Was it like four minutes in or something where they? <laughs> it, it, it's not just like good harmonies. I I I think they're specifically referencing the Beach Boys. It's got to be. And I think yeah. the reason no. is... Nod. Oh my yeah, god, I, it goes from like bluegrass jazz like straight into Pet Sounds. It's... Uh, yeah, with they're, no they're, apologies. They're That's California what I love about guys. it. They're all... Cal- I mean, well, like, you should never apologize. a California guy. Right. Nickel Creek, they're all from California. Right. That's in their DNA to do that kind of like harmonizing and stuff. Or know? they're just musicians and the Beach Boys are in our DNA. <laughs> mm. I never gave a shit about the Beach Boys much. Whoa! But, you know... I'm, I'm actually on... I mean, I embarrassingly am with you, Ad. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, the Beach Boys... Like, I could Not be the bigger, bigger Beatles fan, but, like, the I Beach Boys... I thought Sounds was kind of a wet pile of dog shit, it just, really. It always, it's like... Oh, yeah. Half their... Their... Calories are surfing. Everything goes wrong. It's gonna be like a four-man... Go, go ahead, Four-man Thunderdome. <laughs> Never mind the Punch Brothers. Let's talk about the Beach Let's Boys. Let's talk about the Beach Boys. <laughs> We've had that. We've had that uh, podcast no, the, before. The, yeah, um, <laughs> detour. Yeah, so it's like in my mind they're they're doing that, mm-hmm. but like you are not. Oh no! That? You know I'm no I'm 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 kind of like right down the middle on this this mm-hmm. album, um, and and this band really. The one thing I really appreciated about it is is the uh, the mixing. You know, in the sense that there's a lot of space between instruments, mm-hmm. so you can kind of hear each one individually, but you're also hearing how they're kind of getting together. And the thing is, it's bluegrass instrumentation. And normally when you hear bluegrass, 
uh, it's mixed terribly or it's like one microphone hanging over everything. So you hear it all in a big mass, you know. Um, so what I appreciate about this is you can kind of hear how everything is bouncing off one uh, one instrument's bouncing off another. Um, and you can hear how it all works together. And I really appreciate the hell out of that. Um, but having said that, there are a couple things about this record that uh, they're kind of like sometimes they fall back on, on like bluegrass habits. Mm -hmm. Like there'll be a song that seems like a rock song without a drummer. Like uh, the song. Okay. So the here's song, the thing though. Yeah. On this album for the first time, uh, they have a drummer. Six tracks. Only on six tracks. Yeah. But okay, but let's let's specifically let's talk about the song. One. Let's talk about the song uh, Magnet, right? Okay. So um you know, you can tell that they're they're trying to get away from kind of the stereotypical limitation mm -hmm. limitations of the their instruments. You yeah. know. This song sounds like of Montreal to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, but this song sounds Rihanna to me. Well, well, so with, with, should, should, should we play it? And with Magnet yeah, yeah, sure. just give me a second. Give okay. me a second. Oh, okay. Because yeah, with yeah. some of these songs it sounds like they're um Pretending those instruments aren't what they are. Yeah. You know, and like sometimes Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Um, it, but this song feels like something that the strokes would have, you know, so I, but nothing ever kicks in, you know, there's drums here and everything, but it's still like acoustic. Uh -huh. So, um, that, that ass rocking part where everything's supposed to go like, ah, it never happens with these guys, you know? Let, um, let me, uh, one question I've been asking, um, recently on these is, is like what your expectations were i know you don't know the punch brothers too much you not too much to them, but i know you do i don't know you jared but l let's let's play magnet a little bit of it and mm -hmm. then and then sort of come back to that all right so, so magnet good
Magnus. Shut up. <laughs> so yeah. back, back into what we were talking about, like expectations of that. You, Adam, you have an. Uh, uh, what are your expectations for a song like that? Um, it almost feels like this. 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 That belongs to another band. Like the like the verse feels like something that the Strokes should do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they just don't. There's a when they kick from like verse to chorus, it feels like there should be this kind of ass rocking like heavy part, yeah. and that's not something that lends itself to that all acoustic like. Basically, right. like like nineteenth century instrumentation that they're Park. using. Yeah, exactly. They're, that doesn't happen. Well, um, and and so so I would argue that maybe it's not in their best interest to try doing songs like that. I've, what I, I like rebuttal, about like Adam? what I what I I feel a pull to thee. Yes, <laughs> right. If, if I might rebuttal B, uh, the, <laughs> I, I feel the, I revealed you. And mag, I apologize mag, for that. Magne, magnetism, the, gentlemen. This is I, a song of when, magnetism. My my thesis statement to get completely nerdy on this is that this is their like album before the album. Like this is the one where they're figuring out that they can do things that are outside the box and they haven't figured it out yet. But like, I feel like the next one, if I was buying stock, I would buy it in, in their band right now because I feel like the next record's going to be like, I will, they're going to figure that out. I will diffuse that right now. I'm saying they, they, this is what they've always done. And this is what they did in the last album. It feels like the they same thing. It, no, same thing. This, this particular uh, song. And there are a few songs no. on here that, where they're trying to get away it from is the a, stereotypical uh, limitations of their instruments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, uh-huh. they're trying to get away from the, the, the limitations. But they brought in the drummer. It's like they're like, you know, but it's not like... But a, they put that drummer like three hundred, like three blocks away. But that's what's great, I think. Yeah. It's like, not well, well not but, that he's like three blocks away, but like that yeah. it's like... Are, are, are you saying like more though, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe they haven't done this. Are you saying more that they are exploring actually doing solid pop songs as opposed to like I say, I'm, subverting these into this whatever they're I think this, I think what, what if if I had to like <laughs> suppose what Chris Thiele or Tile or Tea Lee Tea Leaf whatever if I had to suppose what Sea Dog Sea Dog Sea <laughs> Dog to me if I had to like suppose what he's doing he's like <laughs> what can I do with this traditional lineup you know and like how can I stretch it and and have it be a cohesive kind of thing and I feel like this is like a really close you know success and it's I I, I like like you were saying half the record I think half the record is really Mm -hmm. great and I think the next I'm just to me selfishly I would like them to make an EP, a six song, like, you know, my, my, my favorite, but if record, each of the songs is 10 minutes long, then that's basically another album. Not every song. Is <laughs> well, 10 no, but that, that's the thing is it could be in it. Could in, be. And it should be, I think my, my, my favorite album there is, is anti-fogmatic, uh, because they definitely trusted like their influences and made solidly what they were about, especially coming off of like punch because punch, punch was is inaccessible unless you honestly uh, you sort of have to be a musician or a really diehard uh, bluegrass fan, um, and but that having been said, I enjoy their experimentation. In this, like I was saying before we played this, that's a straight up Rihanna song. You put that in, a, you put a beat behind that, and all of a sudden you have the Maybe club. We should. Yeah, yeah. 
You want to beatbox it, Jared? Uh, you can have no. like the Punch Brothers <laughs> Club mix. Yeah, no, I'm sure they will, though. I mean, next because I'm because what, because that'll what, be that'll be leaked. I think a lot week. of times what people assume is that people who play these type of instruments exist in a vacuum, and that they're only about like I am only about this acoustic or guitar or a time machine or a time machine. <laughs> like, yeah, I can just vest. Yeah, it's fucking. Like, That's the Mumfordization of that, that is. This is not that band. Tweed vest. No. Yeah, this, these are these are a bunch of guys like operating, uh, not in a vacuum, not in a vacuum, and at, and at the pinnacle and, of, of yeah. They're but what's interesting is when they drift into other territories, they're not like you some guys, work, some don't, do, some yeah. work, some don't. Do you guys like? They're they're not like when they drift into other territories. They're not again. I do admire the fact that they're not, um, sort of like a like they're taking their instruments outside of the limitations of of what they're supposed to be rather than bringing the music inside. Like, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember that band that did that kind of hillbilly bluegrass version of, um, Redneck? Gin and Juice. No, like uh, Gin and Juice uh, by Gorge. Snoop. The Gorge. Yeah. yeah. By, by Snoop Dogg. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've heard that at no less than 20 different fraternity houses. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like they're, they're taking their, their instruments outside of, of Absolutely. what they're supposed to be. Absolutely. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like, um, on a lot of these songs, when they stay in a specific lane, it works better. You know, like maybe they just haven't figured out how to do it. Well, the, this yet, album, you know? this album, I think is like in Carrie probably well, you, like you Bull Weevil. Going. There's a song on this album called Bull Weevil uh-huh. where they're completely. Is that track eight? What is that? Um, I, I was only looking at numbers. Uh, track number. It's uh, the one that's nine, actually sounds traditionally one, two, bluegrass. Three, four, five, they six, kind of stay within the genre. Seven, number seven, seven, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, you can play it if you want, yeah, but but they're playing to their strengths absolutely, and it might be old hat to them, you know. Um, it was old hat to me, like yeah. to be honest, like when I like that's where I lost interest, like. And well, I agree, and I agree. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that, that. Okay, well, that one song, like, but okay, but again, that there's like every other song you. It just sounds like it, it could be. Heard. Yeah, it's like let's tune. Let's drop the D down. You know, drop the E string down to a D, and like it's like drop. All it's right, like, let's hear what we're talking but, about. No, but let me get. Yeah. But here's another example, though. There's a song in here called "Forgotten," and that would be track number. That's nine because I actually like that one. Um, now, oh. well, what works is <laughs> see oh. pro com pro. I'm is... not. I'm not saying that they should be like a one trick pony, but what I mean is that. They work best when they stick to one kind of form throughout the song, oh, yeah. and if it's going to be a, like a rocker, then let it Remix. be one. And on, on "Forgotten," um, oh, they can- <laughs> remix. I'm sorry, my phone wants to That's talk right. over you, but it is singing the Punch Brothers. But on so, "Forgotten," so, so what do you want to hear? Bull Weevil or uh, "Forgotten"? Just give me, give me, give me Bull Weevil first. Okay, <laughs> it's a good T-shirt. Give me Bull Weevil.
Right. So yeah, that, no, that, that that's that's square in their lane. That's square in their wheelhouse. Exactly. And it might be boring, but it's it's. I did. There's a little bit of drool that I bring this up. No, I just I bring this up because I think like I I I like it. I like them better when. In a particular song, they stay in a lane for that particular so would, song. Would you say that that's your expectations of what? Not necessarily, but for but for forgotten, like the song "Forgotten." Uh-huh. Like if you listen to that, it's meant to be kind of a rocker, but like in the midst of it, they break into these kind of bluegrass virtuoso things that kind of diddly diddlies, yeah, fiddly d's that kind of fuck it up. And 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 I'm like, okay, that's when you're that's when you're swerving out of your lane. Yeah, you know and. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I think, that's you, want, they, I think but, you want me but, talking about my oh my. But that's exciting. No, I think I'm pretty sure I'm talking about Sometimes. Okay. I don't know if on this album it is. I think the in the first six songs, most of their detours are pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I have a problem with it. I expected it to be eclectic. I expected it to be, you know, not spot on bluegrass because that's not what anybody wants to that's, listen to for an that's hour. That's not what they do. It's not what they so. do. No, no, no. I understand that. But I don't think that this is where I thought the last album was going. Um, I I would say I don't think it's cohesive, and that's yeah. my issue with it. It's There are little chunks and vignettes within each of the songs, and I'm doing hand motions so that those of you on the podcast have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, there are little chunks that are lovely, but you can't listen. But I personally can't listen to the entire song, and I don't want to have to listen to an entire album just to pick little chunks out of it. I would like to be able to listen to at least an entire song and not feel like my teeth are being set on edge halfway through it because they feel like doing something, oh, let's just show you what we can do. I don't think there's much point to some of the detours that they take, and that's what bothers me. I I I have no issue. I like good jazz. I don't like incohesive jazz. And this, to me, just sounds like, hey, look what we can do, just almost to show off. It's like they've almost shoved their head so far up their own ass that they can't... No, it's like they're listening to all the the hype about... collective punch ass you're talking about? collective punch ass. It's like we've now like reached like hipster nirvana and nobody can touch us, so we're going to do the weirdest thing that we can think of. License to kill. This minute. So, and if you if you question us, then you know, then then you don't know what you're talking. So, about. what were your expectations of this album? My expectations were for for tighter rhythms and, and tighter, uh, uh, more cohesiveness. Honestly, yeah. Within within a song, I mean, you can bounce around on an album. I don't expect an album to sound the same all the way across, and I don't want it to. But I, within one song, I want there to be a structure that I can follow that mm. does not feel like it is testing me simply to be testing me just to and, show you. And you're not, what, you, uh, you're not one who, who necessarily has to have that. No, no, right? no, right? no, but, not necessarily. I, I want to make that clear. I, like, I, yeah, we're right. Because, because a lot I, of what I, we're talking am, about is like, sounds like, like, well, I wish they would just do this. And it's like, no, but, uh, I don't, we, I mean, we, we talked about the six song limit, Jarrett, you know, right. and, it's, and hard, it's just it's, like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to explain exactly what I'm talking about it, it, much in the same way as it's hard to express like what's wrong with someone's voice and what's right with someone's voice. I feel like on most of these songs in comparison to the first track we heard from space bomb, that song, I really liked it and I felt like it had a ton of potential and that it just needed to be tweaked with the individual components to make those components tighter within that song. Right. In, the, in this particular album, everything about it is pitch perfect. Their instrumentation is stunning as usual. The voices and the vocals and the harmonies are perfect. Even when they go atonal, it's still a perfectly done atonal. But, but the structure underneath it doesn't mean anything. And the lyrics are insipid. Yeah. And, that, and it really bothers Julep's me. Julep's not insipid. Oh, my God. Serious? Yes. 
Julep, I think Julep's is traditional, but I think it's sublime. Not then that's an awful word, but like, I, like it's so, so insipid. It, I shouldn't use that word. That's too strong. Well, how about it's, sublipid? <laughs> Insblime. <laughs> I think julep is great because it's it, it's so economical lyrically, and that's what I always love is when it's like it just says so much with so little. And it's um, I was we were. Adam and I were talking about that uh, that book, The Social Animal. Was that what it, is that the title mm-hmm. of it? It's like the last. I don't know if anyone has read that book, um, but the last. Tell scene us is, about it. The last scene is well, chapter one <laughs> begins. No, the the last scene is where. Well, I don't want to spoil the book for people, but someone dies in the end, and that book just or that song just totally encapsulates the the what it might be like to die, like like to me and like i thought that was a neat damn shit just got real well <laughs> well i mean it is, that is what the what that song is about but but yeah, to me no, it's, it's, but to me it's 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 uh it's, it, it's there's no depth to it but i think it's nothing but it's so like weird and like is it happy is it sad like it's just so like to me it's like that is kind of maybe mm. what it feels like like when you're there like i yeah. feel like they really channeled something special in that song i don't so and, feeling that way about it like uh what were your expectations? I didn't have any because I didn't know it was the record was coming out. Um, and but I, you're familiar I, with the Punch Brothers. I said, yeah, I saw them at you know at the 9:30 Club last time they came through town, and um, to me they were always more of like a live band because it was just so crazy that they could do what they do live and the you know the Radiohead covers and yeah. there's I, I I love a lot about what they do, but I think you know I always feel like or have felt like Chris Thiele is Sea Dog. Sea Dog is a bit, you know, he's kind of nerdy and like, but I give him like, is, I, that, a, is that a street man? Sea Dog, yeah, is that, that, what that is a street, him? yeah. Sea Dog, I don't know. Like, I've always, I tend to shit on virtuosity, uh, for its own sake, you know. But like, I feel like he's earned the right to do whatever, whatever he he wants because, you know, he's, I don't know, Nickel Creek and and I just feel like what they do is, it kind of merits its own gravity, yeah. But, um, so yeah, I had no expectation, but I was pleasantly surprised that, that there was a drummer and that they were, uh, imploring some studio, you know, some production, like some, they were using reverb and, you know, and, and cool stuff. I don't know. Like, but like we were saying, like the, I think the first six tracks are a different record than the last Absolutely. six tracks. Well, and they, they, and they should could have just divvied it up. They should have yeah. just put out two different it, records for the wand- different markets. It, wander, and, it wanders off into, like, yeah. sameness. Well, and, I, and, I, and I feel like it's an apology. I feel like the second half is an apology to the first half. It's like, sorry if you didn't if you didn't dig that, but... So There's it's some like completely a, accessible It's like a pandery things. kind of, like... So you want a more aggressive, like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Right I just here? want them to, like, stop when the shit's not good anymore. And then, like, don't... You know, we don't need another... You know, bluegrass minor jam about the farm. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm gonna okay. eat up all your cotton. Wow! Yeah. All right, really? Okay. Like, like but the world doesn't need that. But the uh, but I think the first and and I do in contrast to what Adam was saying. I think the that there are like eight different songs in the first song. I think that's really exciting, and and that they stitch it together with a motif of like the amen and like I'm you know I don't really. 100% subscribe to that message, but like, but it's great. I think it's really, really, uh, um, ambitious and cool. All right. So I think that's about it. Uh, Adam, what are you, what are you thinking? I'm going to stream it. I'm going to pass. I'm right. going to, 
Yeah. Well, Adam wasn't done, but no, we know. Yeah, you, just, you, just sort of, you just sort of like like uh, body blocked it. me on that. Like, <laughs> um, no, I'm going to stream it. It's it's uh, good and it's interesting. Um, there are times when they, I don't know, maybe I'm being kind of vanilla here, but I, I like it when they're staying in their own lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in terms of style throughout the whole mm-hmm. album, but um, in terms of each particular song. I'm I'm going to send you the rest of their catalog. Okay. And then we will revisit this briefly on a later podcast. Sure. I'm more than happy to. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the Cause I, Because I, 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 I actually understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Before like you guys move further, I want to clarify that both of you understand what the word briefly means. Just so we're clear. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, attorney at law. <laughs> Whenever you say you're going to address something briefly, I always just laugh. I mean, quickly doesn't it mean quickly well, this podcast is gonna be what only an hour 20 minutes and, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine you know why because we have food we have beer we yeah have, it's really good. the beer yeah yeah it's the, really beer the beer makes things non-brief yeah yeah um i i appreciated them I, I i appreciate the fact that they they obviously know their way around their instruments i appreciate the way it was mixed so i could hear uh how like you can specifically hear how each each instrument is bouncing off yeah. another um you know but I don't know. I just it just didn't really rock my world. Um, it I definitely made me feel weird yeah. as I was listening to it. Like, in in I mean this in a good way, right? But like, as because and thank you, Kevin, for making me listen to a whole record because I'm so. <laughs> it's been a while. No, no, no. But it's so, ADD. Like, aside I just, from when I was yeah. stepping on your neck, Garrett, yeah. I did not make you listen. Well, ease stepping. I just don't listen to like full records that much right. anymore, and like, which is so sad. And but but I think that's pretty, I think no, that's pretty much how things are now. Nobody's not though, and that, nobody's that's actually not sort of an album. the point of doing all this is like people that's, sit around and talk about so it. I'm saying, it's great. It's like a book club. You at least have to listen to it once. Oh yeah. The next it, person who comes on this podcast said I didn't really listen to that. Will be the last time they come on this podcast. But you're fired from book club. No, but it was great to like commit to the, a record and like it was almost like a time machine like i was mm-hmm. going to work every morning or you know picking up my kid or whatever and it was just what was happening in the car or you know or wherever and it was just nice to have a soundtrack to a week of of your life where and this this record makes that a weird week because it's a weird record nice so so we're, I mean, we know what carrie's gonna do she'd yeah i'm gonna say pass and i think i've already fully stated yeah. why <laughs> she's not only gonna say pass she's gonna drive out to california and kick this guy in the balls well, they're in Brooklyn, not. So. i'm gonna i'm not gonna kick uh, anybody i'm gonna go and give him a look like this really she's, she's looking like really she's yeah. really she's gonna do the mom thing. Like, what are you gonna do she's gonna do the mom thing i'm very disappointed in can you. i cherry pick or what's what are my options you, your options are buy stream or pass and, and so, so the album. qualifications are buy if you if you're like yeah, if I you really, really dig it. Uh, stream, it's like you should check it out, but maybe not. And then pass is obvious. I well, not to not to be like against the. I would I would buy the first six songs. No, no you got bullshit. Then, yeah, you got it. Yeah. So so you're it. you're saying <laughs> I would cherry pick the first buy six it songs. for that. I would buy well. Okay. Wow. So I have to like. You have to commit. Yeah, for, I have to pay. Would for the you whole pay twelve dollars no, you know, to you listen know, to the parts of the like, album no, that you like? Honestly, Kevin, because I've done this before. I, it's like I've, I've said I would stream it, but I would this buy the revolt. first two. 
So we need to come up with a new category, which which is like stream asterisk. Hey, no, no, we, no, 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 we have no. made it. It's, it's no. where, it's where, we've made it through ninety nine ninety nine episodes, which is that's had, the hundredth episode. And we've had, and we've had no option. problems. Ninety nine episodes and no problems. Buy stream but, pass leave it to me. or cat. That's right, but I, that's the fourth option. Cat. What's that mean? I don't know. <laughs> What do you Cat. want it to mean? You said you wanted something. Do extra. you want to buy it? Do you want to stream it, or or do you want to drive to Brooklyn and kick the guy in the balls as as Karen? I'm always up for I kicking the guy I'm in the balls. I just said I'm going to do that. Yeah. Oh um, my god! Quit attributing me. No, I'd buy it. Okay, only sure. because you know it, it was it was a fun week. Yeah, I I also I'm going to join you in buying it. I, I was on the fence like going into this discussion. Uh, as but as soon as, as I said I didn't like it, you were like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Someone's uh, got to. No, uh, but... Uh, Someone's got to pay for the take, show. I will take these six really good songs over actually 98% of what I've heard so far this year. Yeah. Um, and if, like, you know, making an album is hard. It is hard, but... They I, didn't hit the mark on this. They, But I'm the first person to be like, this should be an EP. Like it, it should be an EP. It should have been they, an EP. They, they absolutely did not make a great album. Yeah. As much as I like the uh, the last one, this one it, it it doesn't work past those six songs. Yeah. It just blends into like obscurity, and you could have anything on, and you're like, oh, okay. And um, but uh, as someone who sort of encourages people to. I think uh, push themselves into what they listen to and stuff, and, and and like, there's no way you shouldn't listen to these first six songs. Yeah, they're great. Like, if you think la- la- last week we talked about Sleater <clears throat> Kenny, we're going to be talking about like Father John Misty coming up. Yes. We're going to be talking about, nah. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're going to talk about all these albums. We're talking about um, the amazing, which is not so. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, and and all the stuff that it, that is in the. Um, and the Punch Brothers, make no mistake, are firmly planted in the indie rock blog sphere. Like, that's their market. Like, they didn't sell out the 930 Club with traditionalists. Like, this is this is the band that people want to love. But uh, they kill it on the six songs. So, Agreed. Yeah. So, that's about our podcast for this week. Uh, next week is going to be... Episode, episode 100, number one hundred. Have you figured out what you're going to do yet, man? Um, you're going to have to have like more reverb and more sound. Episode one hundred, 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 topless. Yeah, good, good topless. Like just the as opposed to pantsless like, now. now? Just, just, well, I was going to say pantsless, but, just but that was no. I mean, we're all pantsless now, so I mean, <laughs> it's true. Like, well, but that was ninety nine. Okay, yeah. true. Again, that, that's the episode leading up to uh, the episode, much like this album. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't know. I have an idea. There might be an interview uh, I might try to pull out, so it might just like be me and a dude sitting in the basement. I, I don't know. Right. Um, just you and a dude in the basement? Yeah. Definitely pantsless. <laughs> Definitely pantsless. That's kind of like a flashback to episode one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do, but... Uh, Which may have been reported we'll, on reel to reel. I can't. We'll, we'll let <laughs> you know, though. Neither confirm nor deny. Had a hundred. You were you were on the early ones, Carrie. Yes, I was. You believe that shit? I don't. Nope. <laughs> yeah, there were like ten of us sitting around your uh, your old apartment uh, drinking bourbon. That sounds like a. And then there was one episode where Roddy had to sit outside with like a microphone. Roddy skyped come, into the inside because he couldn't, he couldn't take come, Andre's cats. Because the cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, dude is crazy allergic to cats. <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, well, we'll figure it out because we have to. It's a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, no pressure. No pressure at all. So, uh, well, thank e- you guys e- for coming down. To your neck. Thank you guys for coming down, uh, drinking some beer. Hopefully, drink some more. Got some food upstairs, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. So, see you guys later. Good night. Bye.